0: Humanity has battled with evil throughout the ages, fought tirelessly to protect itself from being consumed
1: by the monstrous horrors that plague the land. But as darkness
2: grows, the flame of hope grows dim. Who shall rekindle the fire?
0: Who shall save us?
2: Uh, he asked what it was. I don't, you don't pour something in someone if they're curious what it is still.
3: Well, hopefully, a bunch of douchebags with dice will do the trick.
2: screens drinking and dungeoneering in hopes to get some gold and
3: girls join them for a crazy adventure these are the tabletop champions hello and welcome to another episode of the tabletop champions podcast i'm sean your dungeon master and with me tonight we have scott who plays Margaine.
4: the children of mora didn't call me as a
3: nobizar you had a hard time it seemed like you had a hard time with that one
4: I always have a really hard time pronouncing that. I really should have chosen a better dwarven name that I could pronounce much more consistently.
3: It's a pretty good one, though. Uh, Ben, who plays Scrag. Hello. Matt, who plays Aramel. yo yo Steph, who plays (laughs) Sein.
0: That's not a dagger in my pocket.
3: Uh, (laughs) Oh, with the
4: turnaround is Stephanie.
3: And Kyle, who plays Utex. Are you in or out? What well, about both? Usually, oh. I have a clue as to what your one is. I have no idea what that one is.
2: No, I could do an alternate one. You won't get this no, no, one no, either. Leave it. <laughs> okay. The biggest mother of them all.
3: Oh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Nope. I nope. Don't
2: know. Nope. 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 Okay.
4: <laughs> no. Oh, Sean's got a, got something there. The inconvenient truth.
3: Ooh.
2: <laughs> no, no, it's not.
3: No, <laughs> um. I'm gonna think on that for a minute.
2: <laughs> okay. I mean, you can just Google it and find out in like three seconds.
3: Nope, I'd rather just try and figure it out, or have a listener say it on Twitter. Hey, so
2: so so when we uh, roll our d20s, I think everybody should have a a new set of dice in front of them. No?
3: Yep. Yeah. I'm sad I don't get to roll.
2: So we all uh, got a brand new set of gunmetal dice from Easy Roller Dice.
3: Um, They're heavy. They are heavy. They're They're very. They're super. They're pretty awesome. I'm not gonna lie.
2: And but not only are they heavy, but they come in like this this very nice like perfectly cut out case and it just seems like a beautiful beautiful which is nice
3: because usually like i buy i'll buy like a d20 you know and you know sometimes like i'll get a 3d printed one and it looks nice you can sometimes like see striations in it these are like smooth and heavy and nice it makes a good sound when it hits the table so why don't we go ahead and roll that and make that sound
2: all right, I'm gonna roll it on glass. You think so. my dice are sexy? I got the purple ones, by the way. You should, but you can. Me
0: too. Everybody can
2: check these out if you go to EasyRollerDice.com, and you'll see that they have a bunch of different collections. And the we're, you're what we're playing with is the metal dice, and we've actually given away uh, one of their big bags of bulk dice before. They have the uh, what is it, the 150 pack, where it's just jam packed with dice.
4: Well, and the best part about that is that they were actually color sorted. Like it wasn't like 150 random dice. It was like how you, you have like a rainbow. It, it yeah. was yeah. it was it's, it was many many sets of eight, all in the same color. Yeah, because usually so you when you mul- like
3: buy bulk dice, it's random, you know. Yeah, no, it's guaranteed fifteen complete sets.
4: Yeah. See. Yeah, and that that to me is super worth it because normally when you buy big bags like that, it's just a random assortment of dice. This is a gar- guaranteed sets and it's and, amazing. and
3: I and I'm going to say I know we received sets and we're like prone to say we like them or whatever. I'm a DM. I've been buying dice for years, and I would buy Easy Roller dice even if I wasn't didn't get them as like a promotional thing, just because like. When I go to a table or I buy bulk dice for an event, I like to get full sets to be able to pass out. And I like to have them all have unique colors. And I like, you know, it's, it's, they have a good product and I just want to put it out there. That's all I'm just going to say about it. It's just a good product. Now
2: let's, now let's roll them. All right. And now, if I roll a one, I'm going to take back all the compliments. I got a 15. I got a 10.
0: I got a 5.
4: I got a 17.
3: 13. All right. All right. So 17. Ben.
1: all right so last time uh well we put on a show uh we put on a play and by play i mean we killed some people while we were standing on a stage i played Toto. Um, <laughs>
5: we spanked some monkeys
1: yep uh so yeah we we uh acted out essentially the wizard of oz for um, the guy who was... Grifto.
4: Grifto. Grifto, thank you.
1: Could not remember his name. Uh, So for Grifto and for Erica, as they were up on the balcony watching us, and afterwards, uh, Grifto said he liked it so much that he gave us all gifts. Do you guys remember what your gifts were?
3: Yep. Yep. Yeah, why don't we go through those really quick? What did you guys receive?
5: I got a flying broom.
4: I got two scrolls with spells on them. Like, that I can learn from, not just cast. I got 2,000 gold.
2: I got, like, a weird little fluffy beholder, I guess? I don't know what it is exactly. It's named Poof. something special.
3: And it's cute.
0: Um, I also, I got a, um, music box.
3: That was given to you, Grifto warped out, came back and brought it back to you and said it was important to something you should look around the Chaywood to find out some more information. Regarding your right.
1: family. Yes.
3: So then, Ben, what happened after that?
1: Uh, after that, we were teleported out of this realm into the deeper dark or...
3: <laughs> lower dark, I guess. Lower we'll dark. Yeah. I like
2: deeper dark. has a better sound. Talk. I like I deeper did, dark, too. too. Yeah, we'll go with
3: deeper dark. It's officially the, the called the, the deeper under, dark in your land. The more under. The more
2: under dark. <laughs> yeah. The
4: under under. <laughs> underer. The underer dark. The, the,
2: the underer. underest. <laughs> it's the underest dark.
4: Well, that's the third layer.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, we're not deep enough yet. Sorry. Yeah.
4: Because aren't there three layers, Sean? Didn't you say there's yeah the...
3: the under dark, the lower dark, and then I guess we'll call it the the deeper dark? Or the darkest dark? Or something? <laughs> the deeperest dark. The deeperest dark. <laughs> None more dark. <laughs> so, yeah, and then... Um, uh, and
1: right then we work. walked up to this uh, door...
3: Yeah, and this is no ordinary door. Um, This door is a very, very large door. And when I say large door, it almost doesn't look like a door. It almost just looks like a gigantic stone carving. The only thing that leads you to believe that it is a door is that it actually has a cutout around the rim that makes like it looks like it can move along this seam. Okay. Um, Into this door is carved a gigantic mouth or a gigantic face, a bearded face with a lot of braids and a beard. Um and at, at, to the right of the door is a little square opening. Um and yeah. in there you hear Oh who's out there? Uh um, state your business. No
0: Hi I'll handle
4: this, you guys. Oh. Okay. I'm friends with these people, so they'll remember me. And and I, I walk up to the to the slot and I like Lean up kind of nonchalantly against the door, and I'm like, Hello, friend
3: well met um you kind of see some eyes behind the door. The door is a little the the slit is a little bit lower, and the like uh like this thing's eye level is lower than like the average human's um it's about you know four feet off the ground, and you see two eyes peering at you from the back side of it, um and they look at you. And then they look around, and they go kind of wide for a second. And he says, uh, uh, um, could you please wait here a moment? And Erica comes in, and she says, what's all this about? I, I've been down here many a time. Thoradin knows who I am. Can you please just open the door? And he goes, uh, this is a... Just wait here. For just a moment, I must speak with someone.
2: Can I get an yeah. insight check on this? This, oh, fellow? Can I, can, I actually, can I actually do...
4: What, yeah, I want to try one thing also before he leaves. I, I just want okay. to get
2: an idea. Does he seem, like, worried? Scared? Like, what's what's going on? What Do I get what's any your sort, sort of...
3: What's your insight roll?
2: I got a 19.
3: Um, all of the above.
2: So, he looks like Worry, he's panicked. Worried,
3: scared. Um... Like he looks like he's panicked. Uh yes, he does look like he's panicked.
2: All right. So he looks like But uh, unnaturally dude, so. Like like he did not expect us to be here and does not want us to be here.
3: Yeah, uh, not that he doesn't want you to be here. He's more just surprised. Uh I'm guessing that uh Margaine is going to do something that might add a little more context.
2: Fair. We'll find out. What is Margaine going to do?
4: Uh I would like to roll deception. I got a 16. Okay. And I uh take uh the pumpkin and I put it up against the 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 slot where he can see out of. Uh-huh. Uh, and I say, "Hail! My name is it's me Morum, you know, from the town. I was <laughs> escorting these fine people to show them my lake. Please open the door."
3: Um <laughs> and you hear, speak good." And the slit closes, and you guys are left alone in this entryway. And Erica says, Um, well, usually I'm just kind of welcomed in. They know me. Um, I guess we just gotta wait for a little bit. Uh, I agree. This is really
4: quite strange. They always let me in. I don't know what it, what the problem with you folk is. <laughs>
3: um, he seemed...
1: Know, maybe, maybe they've never seen a Utex.
3: He seemed very well... scared uh so what do the dwarves call you um margain or what do you say they call you uh as a old bizarre can you spell that in chat just so i can get yep, i was already doing so as an old bizarre okay cool i feel All like right, sean so you an are... easier time saying it than scott yeah
4: i know <laughs> So, <laughs> he just said it right away. He's I like, "Oh yeah, awesome like, To myself sure. repeatedly. I'm a
3: DM. I'm great with weird names, so I may suck at being a player, but I can say weird names.
4: I have it on a sticky note in front of me, like spelled out hy- hyphenetically,
3: <laughs> and I still can't say it. So, uh, yeah, you guys are standing out here for about twenty to thirty minutes. Is there anything you would like to do during that time?
0: Uh, I actually do have something I want to do, Sean. Okay. Um. I, I don't want to leave the group, but I kind of want to go and be alone. Um, and while I'm in the Underdark, I want to pull out the stone that my parents gave me, my gnomish parents gave me. Okay. And, like, look at it. Because I, the, I, I know the, the dagger? No, no, no. The stone. Oh, okay. That I could talk to my parents in. Okay. Because I haven't looked at it.
3: Okay. Oh, like your parents, your gnomish parents.
0: My gnomish parents. Right? Okay. Right.
3: Yeah, uh, nothing appears to be different about it. Um, it appears to be the same. Are you trying to talk into it?
0: Yeah, I guess. You know, okay. I think I'm going to whisper into it that, you know, I wish I wish you guys were with me.
3: And you don't get any response, sadly.
0: So Danias hangs down her head and is sad.
3: Okay. Um... Anybody else thinking of doing anything during, you know, this 20, 30 minute wait? Um, I would
2: probably be uh, talking or playing uh, with Poof and kind of getting to okay. know Poof and figuring out how Poof's powers work. Mm, you'd talk to Poof. i pretty curious. I can't remember Poof's voice. It was just very energetic. Hi. Yeah, it was, was that... basically, yeah, was Yeah. was basically <laughs> Utax yeah. talking to Utax.
3: Okay. Uh, Hi, Utax. Hi, Poof. I'm glad we're together now. Where were you before we were together? Um, I don't know. I, uh, rolled up into the plane of mischief and, um, the Bill, or not Bill Quote, <laughs> Grif, Grifto, uh, Grifto took me in and, uh, kept me in a little birdcage and fed me good food and we talked and, what kind of food do you like? Oh, I like all sorts of food, like rocks and sticks.
5: Huh.
3: Oh, and cake. Okay. Rocks, stick, cake. Got it. Okay. Yep,
2: that's pretty much it.
3: Huh. I don't eat and... myself,
2: but I'll get you some rocks.
3: And, uh, I, yeah, I only start, when I was first there, I only started with one eye, but, like, over time, I guess I've been there for a while. Like, what what do you consider a long time? I don't really understand time. Hmm. Does anyone? I'm well, not really I, I,
4: sure
2: how I, I long would... I've been with these people.
3: Well, I, I think it, I guess, I don't know if it would be long or short then. I don't know how long time is.
2: Okay. Well, do you, are you, are made of meat?
3: You seem like um, it. Um, I don't know. I poke it. And it like poke, bounces and a squeaks bit. on the ground a little bit. Uh, you just feel fuzz. Huh. And like as you, as you poke it, poof, like your finger actually goes out the other side. Oh. No me. He's like, ha, ha! That tickles. I like
2: you, and then that's pretty much. I think that's yeah. enough for now. <laughs> okay.
3: More will be revealed. While they're the time. doing
5: that, <coughs> I'm trying to ride my broom like a skateboard.
3: Um, give me a dexterity <laughs> check. Well, more like a hoverboard. Okay. Would do, acrobatics work?
5: Do do.
3: Yep. Fifteen. Uh, yeah, fifteen works. Uh, you get your balance. You can't like maintain like too much control of it like it's very difficult if your hands aren't on the front of it to steer it but i mean with a little practice you figure you might be able to do it Awesome. but not quite yet you haven't mastered the intricacies of flying this thing yet normally so you know doing I'll crazy weird stuff with it might take some time so i'm um,
4: sitting on i'm sitting on the ground smoking a bowl of silver leaf and reading over those scrolls that I was given to by Grifto.
3: yes, so that's up to you if you want to reveal what those scrolls say or not to the you rest of the I party. Are,
4: you and I have an understanding as to what they are.
3: Yes, you and I have a one hundred percent understanding as to what they are, and your intentions are your own. cool, all
4: right. The know-how. It's not something I need to. I don't. I don't tell everybody what spells I choose when I gain new levels. So I don't see why I should have to. Yeah. Tell them what's on the screen. Because
3: you're. I mean, and no one else saw these scrolls either way. So you were the only one to receive them. You were the only one to read them. And you are the only one in possession of them. So. Yep. Well, I agree. I
4: hoard, I hoard knowledge by nature. I'm, anyway. I'm, so by,
3: by the way, can I personally say that I'm very excited about the outcome of, of said scrolls? Oh, so, so am I. So
4: fireball is a pretty crazy spell,
3: right? So, so, um, after about 20 or 30 minutes, um, this door, um, what appeared to be like, you could see a seam around the edges, but there's this door is so finely wrought from stone that you didn't notice the seam in the center and the door begins to open outward. Okay. With a big stone rumbling. And it comes to a full opening, um, and behind this door is a very large portcullis that goes up, you know, the, to the size of the door. It goes up about 30, 35 feet. Uh, the portcullis bars are about um, a foot and a half thick. And standing beyond are a set of guards. And a finely dressed uh, individual. What's different about these people is you've never seen them. You've seen, like, halflings, which are short-race. So you're kind of putting together, well, these look like halflings, but different. They have more facial hair. Uh, they wear more armor and gems. Um, and the guards are... Some of them are at full attention. Some of them are just kind of a gape at you. And standing in front of the door um, is a... Small, like a, a dwarf that, or not a dwarf, a creature that uh, is looking out at you, bearded. He's got many rings in his beard. Um, very finely dressed in um, a mixture of fine fabrics and very, very finely made plate mail. And he says, uh, oh, then I guess it's you then. Aramel, Utax, Scrag, uh, Denias. Oh, I'm sorry, Sand. And well we, we know what to call you oh, sorry, I'm looking for the name again. I just lost it. As an obizar. Uh, yeah, yep. And uh morgane or as you like to think we call you as an old
4: See, I told you everyone, that's exactly what they call me. I don't know why you haven't believed me this whole time.
3: I mean checks well, out Welcome. Oh and Erica, of course. Welcome back, Erica. I'm sorry for the trouble, but what is happening right now is quite unheard of. Um, you'll have to excuse us for our rudeness, but prophecy states that bad things will happen. If? Yep. What, what's, what's the prophecy? If we are to let you in. What, what? What'll happen? That is not for me to discuss. That is for Thord and Tenhammers to mull over. The gatekeeper who's the key master? <laughs> I didn't imagine you'd be so <laughs> nonsensical. um we have a question for you, and one that is not easily answered um and you must be honest, and he pulls out an orb, okay, and the orb is glowing a faint blue with um like mist swirling inside, and he's like. Are you here for good, or are you here for ill?
1: Are those are those the only two choices?
3: Do you consider yourselves? Let, let me rephrase that. Do you consider yourselves good, or do you consider yourselves evil? Well,
4: now, I think that that's kind of painting with a broad brush. I I think that if we were to get down into the psychology of the matter and really start to pick apart...
3: The The orb begins to swirl like a greenish as you're, like, just pandering.
2: Um, I'm uh,
3: good. Okay, the orb goes back to blue. Or at least I try to be... Back to green. (laughs) <laughs> um so so he holds the orb he holds the orb out at you and it turns bluish again and then he puts it pointing towards Saind and he says you my lady
0: Yes
3: and the orb glows a more vibrant blue um and then he motions it towards Aramel Uh maybe um, the orb kind of swirls for a second and then goes into a little bit darker of a blue, but remains blue. Then he motions over towards Margain.
4: I, my good sir, am here for knowledge.
3: The, or- the orb kind of swirls bluish and still stays about the same blue as Aramel. Then he's like, hmm. And he motions it like towards the pumpkin. Yeah. And he looks at you. And I smile at him. Um, But I don't look at him because
4: Margaine never looks at anyone. The
3: orb (laughs) starts to turn a reddish. Like, it's in between blue and purple. It's like, or blue and red. So it's like a purple. And And
4: I I look shocked and I go, "Morum, you you must be here for good.
3: And then he's like, interesting. And then um, he holds the orb out at Scrag. And he says, and lastly, you. Uh...
1: I'm just here to make sure nothing bad happens.
3: Um, and the orb actually kind of shines a brighter blue. Okay, he says. All right, well, with that business out of the way, what? I guess. What was we that? Can... It lets me know your true intentions. Oh. And he puts the orb into a satchel, closes it, and puts it on his hip. And then he looks at you and he says gods be good, we better not be wrong about this. Lower the portcullis! And you hear a great cranking and a chain sound as the portcullis begins to lower into the ground and the gates, um, the doorway is now open. There's a bunch of guards there. A couple of them are at attention. A couple of them are pointing spears at you. Um, a couple of them are gaped. This is more surprising of a entrance than you would have expected. I guess I should say. Um, Usually when you see guards, they're pretty much on duty. You know what I mean? You don't get this kind of presence when you just randomly walk into a city, especially this kind of a bizarre greeting. And the fact that he knew your names is fairly weird, right?
4: Well, these are strange creatures to most of us, and their ways may seem unfamiliar. (laughs) So he
3: says, uh, for the time being, you can find lodging at the inn. Your rooms have been paid for. In time, you will meet um, Thoridan, but for now, why don't you see what our fine town has to offer?
4: Wait, I, I want to reach out to him um, telepathically. okay. I want to reach into his mind and say, "Tell Thoridan, I must speak with him immediately.
3: So um what what is in that spell description? Which spell uh, which, what do you, you you can just speak telepathically?
4: It's a class ability from the great old one, uh, Warlock Patron. Um, I can communicate telepathically with any creature with an intelligence score within 30 feet of me at will.
3: Okay. Um, And they
4: can answer back telepathically. I can essentially establish a telepathic link with everyone.
3: He rebuffs your telepathic link.
4: Oh shit, really? Yep. I want to cast Detect Thoughts on him then. Okay. I automatically get to know his surface thoughts without him knowing that I'm using the spell. Okay. What the fuck is he thinking? So
3: initially, um, give me a... Before before you're able to cast the spell, before you do that, um, you g- give me a... I don't know if you would want to try and block his ability to try and speak telepathically to you, but he says, "Uh-uh, uh, none of that here. And so you want to cast... So I, it's a intelligent saving throw?
4: I'm still casting... I, well, I get to know his surface thoughts without him knowing. He gets the saving throw if I decide to to delve deeper into his mind. But I can at least get his surface thoughts for free. So, wh- what is he thinking? Okay,
3: well, he, he rolled a oh, 24 shit. against it. He's thinking... Fuck this guy. He's thinking, this impetuous little bastard is attempting to get into my brain? Well, I guess we'll stop him for now, but we must observe we must find out whether they are trustworthy
4: I want to reach back to him how are you doing this
3: You're trying to speak telepathically to him again
4: Yeah because he spoke telepathically to me and said no 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 not And you're not trying to speak back I want to I want to try and answer him back I wanted to see if he would accept my answer Okay, he this time this time he, he
3: will he did it more of a show um, Yeah that's that's how I interpret it So what are you, what are you saying back to him now I,
4: I just asked him how he, how he's doing this.
3: And he just basically says, all will be revealed in time, young one. How old is Margaine?
4: Uh... In det- well, how how old does Margaine tell people he is, or how old is he actually?
3: How old is he actually?
4: He's probably, like, in his late 30s, early 40s. Like, he's probably, like, 41, 42.
3: Okay, and you basically hear, all will be revealed in time, young one. And then all of a sudden he says, please... Make yourself comfortable in our town. Notice our great works. Enjoy it ale at our tavern. Your rooms have been paid for, um, and I will seek you out in time.
4: I want to walk over to Scrag. Uh-huh. And I put a hand on his shoulder, and I'm going to establish a telepathic link with him and say, these creatures are not what they seem to be. They possess telepathic powers far beyond mine. Sc- Scrag kind of, like, looks at you, surprised. Uh, okay. They seem to be very in tune with the psychic forces of this world. I I don't know if we should trust them. They don't seem to trust us at all.
1: Well, they did say we were about going to end the world or
4: something if we came in. And then they let us in, so... I just ask that you stay on your guard and keep an eye on everyone. And then I take my hand off of uh Scrag's shoulder and I proceed with the rest of the party like nothing happened. I actually I probably I take my hand off his shoulder and then I like make a, a big face and like spin my head around like I'm really confused about where I am and I'm like, whoa <laughs> And I make like a really big show of it and then I wander off.
3: Okay. So um yeah, he uh this this short creature About face, turns and walks away, is followed by about 15 guards and takes a right into the town. Um, A few guards are standing there just kind of looking at you. And one of them kind of motions and is like, all right, come on then. And Erica says, uh, well, I guess we could make a stop by the inn. I could go with a good dwarven ale. I haven't had one in a few, oh, six fortnight. Has it really been that long? And she starts trotting into the town. Uh,
2: I follow enthusiastically. What kind of town is this like?
3: So it is completely wrought of stone and not just any stone. It's, it's very weird. So the underdark usually has a different kind of plant life, right? So it's, you Mm -hmm. know, mushrooms and, you know, very weird kind of fungi and, and all sorts of stuff. Um, When you come in here, it's very well lit um, it's made of stone, but it almost appears to be made of a fine white marble. Um, all of the f- ground is paved with this fine white marble. There are statues everywhere. To the left and right of the streets, this is the most surprising thing to you. Um, it's very bright, and as you look up, you notice some sort of lights above you. You can't quite tell what they are, just some sort of glowing orbs floating above this gigantic cavern. So it's made of tunnels, okay? But the tunnels are very tall and there's these floating orbs throughout the town, okay? Um, And on the sides of the roads, there's trees growing, there's flowers growing, um, there's all sorts of, like, different plants and stuff you recognize from the surface world. Um, Buildings are carved into the sides of these walls. They go up about at some points 80 feet at some points only 20 feet and it's just kind of wrought into the walls these recesses these very finely carved and like stones placed buildings and storefronts and inns and and all sorts of stuff and it's huge it's massive every corner you turn you expect the city to you know end or kind of meet up with itself it just keeps going and mm. it's all like this Wow. Um, there also appears to be flowing water in places. Um, yeah, that's what you see. So Erica makes her way to a uh, uh, tavern with a sign out front in a language that you can't read.
2: Okay. Uh, well, can I?
3: Uh, no, you can't. Are you sure? I'm positive. Since I read all sorts of language. I'm positive. Okay. Um. <laughs> You guys can try, I mean, if you want to make me intelligence checked as you're going through here to try and make some sort of sense of the letters.
2: Uh, oh, I'm good at intelligence. I got a 17. I got a 21. Okay.
3: So with your 17 and 21, I don't know if you guys, have you ever looked at like Cyrillic and how that works with like the English language and, and all that? So um, you can notice some sort of things in the common tongue that seem to stem from this language. It's very weird, though, and it doesn't quite make sense. Uh, Basically, you would see, like, if you saw the word restaurant, you might be able to see that it kind of looks like the word restaurant, but you can't make sense of enough of this stuff to really put it all together. Um, I do want both Margaine and Utax to make a note on their character sheet. I need you to make a five-sliced pie on your character sheet and fill in one of those slices. Uh,
2: Okay. Sure, totally. That's that's a thing that can happen on a sheet that's <laughs> entirely digital. Or any, custom anyway, made for just, this. just
3: remember, just remember one <laughs> out of five, one out of five. One, out of five. <laughs> one out of five. So she takes you to this, uh, what appears to be a tavern. Um, there is a uh, rot stone door that's open um, and you hear some music coming from inside, but it's like table pounding and very raucous. And uh, as you enter, there appears to be one of these short people on the table. By the way, um, you haven't noticed anybody else but this race here. Until you enter the tavern, there appears to be a human behind the bar washing some glasses. Um, And there's just merrymaking going on here. Heavy drinking, arm wrestling, you know, great music. But songs that you've never heard before. Usually taverns are full of... You know, a lot of the same kind of melodies, usually bards play the, you know, the favorites to kind of get people going. This is like tunes you've never heard before and in a language you've never heard before. And uh, um, Erica walks up to the bar and in a language you don't understand, orders something, uh, comes back to you guys and she's like, all right, let's find a table. And so she walks over to a table and sits down. It's a fine stone table. She sits down and puts mugs out for everybody.
2: Um, I don't drink, but thank you.
4: Hey, Sean.
3: Yeah. I
4: want to go back, uh, just a second. Okay. Before, before we entered the tavern. Okay. Uh, I want to make a stealth check, uh, to slip out of, uh, the party undetected. Okay. I want to, I want to get away from the group. Absolutely. And I got a 16 for my stealth check.
3: Yep, you sneak away, um. Okay. But you're almost immediately met by... A guard that says ho ho where are you going boyo? aren't you gonna uh, that's, that's try fi- the fine ale our tavern has
4: i don't care about other people seeing me i only care about the party seeing me okay so as long as i can slip away from them um i'm i'm happy with that result okay and i'm actually gonna uh i'm gonna send you a message here in private okay. and then i'm gonna head back into the bar after i do uh something
2: okay should we take and, our headphones out so you can resolve this?
4: Oh, sure. I guess that makes more sense. Yeah, let's see thing. that.
0: Okay. I think we're good. Okay,
4: so, so Sean, yes. I want to slip away from the party. I got a 16 on my uh, stealth check. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it would actually... This will work even better uh, with the... Because uh, I bump into that dwarf guard. Yep. And he tries to talk me into going into the bar. So I just... Can I make like a perception check to get like a, to really take, uh, take count of his features and, uh, what, what this race looks like?
3: Yep. Absolutely. Okay.
4: Okay. I got a 17 for my perception check.
3: Yeah. You're able to notice the distinct differences behind between this race and other races. You know, you recognize that this is something completely different and you take note of its features.
4: Good. Then the next thing that I do is I use um, my new incantation, uh, which is called Mask of Many Faces, and Uh I cast Disguise Self on myself, and I make myself look like a child
3: of Moradin. So as he's standing in front of you?
4: No, no, no. Once he brushes past me, I'm going to do it.
3: No, he's not brushing past you. He is insistently speaking to you, and like almost annoyingly so.
4: Can I turn around and give him my back?
3: Sure. Like,
4: and walk back towards, I'm I'm putting my back to him, and I'm walking back towards the tavern. Are you
3: being polite about this, or are you just kind of shrugging off what he's doing?
4: I, yeah, I just, I don't shrug it off, I'm just, I margain it. I just, like, immediately turn around and start uh, walking back. Okay. And then I use the incantation, and I make myself look like a child of Moradin and, and then I walk back into the tavern.
3: Okay, so the party doesn't recognize you at this point um, inside the Correct. tavern. I,
4: I take a seat away from them.
3: Um, what's uh, what's uh, Morum? Is Morum like in a backpack or something right now? Then yeah,
4: I put Morum. Yeah, I, I slipped Morum in my backpack. Okay,
3: cool. So yeah, um, you're unrecognizable to the party. Okay. Um, so the rest of the party is now sitting at this table and. Um, so a uh, a dwarf walks up, from, gets unseats himself from the bar. Uh, you don't know it's a dwarf yet. It's this, one of these creatures. Unseats himself from the bar and um, comes over to Erica and says, Oi, Erica, I haven't seen you in quite a while. Tell me what you've been up to. And he looks around the table and he just stops, like dead. And he looks around at all of you, eyes agape, and says, uh, Oh, milady, I'm sorry to have bothered you. Perhaps we could catch up at a... A more opportune time. Uh, Please enjoy your company. And um, he bows to all of you and walks back to the bar, um, kind of looking over his shoulder at you. And Eric looks at you guys and says, this is weird. Are you sure you've never been here before? Everyone seems really weird about us. I totally almost
4: gave myself away by saying I've been
2: here many times. (laughs) <laughs> Margaine, which, did you
4: which would something? have totally blown my cover. Uh, Margaine yep. is
3: nowhere to
2: be seen. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just assume uh, if he looks like uh, one of the children of Mord, and he's just someone else in the bar.
4: Yeah, right. I'm. i I'm just sitting at a random table, and I've got an ale in front of me. And actually, I try and like sit down at other people's tables. Like I'm just a member of the community,
3: and you're fully welcomed in. <laughs> uh, people start Sweet. drinking with you, okay, and they're cool. like, "Oh, oh, you're you're new here." And there's, like, a female a female that says, Yeah, you're a good-looking fella. What's your name? Boy. Morum. Morum, eh? I've never heard of a Morum, but, uh... Welcome! Have a drink! Sit, be merry! Today is Thoradin's Day! Oh, I love me a Thoridan's Day! Aye! And they all raise glasses and cheers, and it just the drinking continues. So, cutting back to the, uh, table, Erica's just kind of like, this is really weird. Like, usually everybody's open and welcoming, but they appear to be kind of hesitant around you.
2: Um, I get that a lot.
1: Yeah, usually not this much, though.
3: So, as you guys are kind of talking, um, Scrag, you don't even need to make a perception check. Uh, someone tries to reach into your coin purse. One of these, uh, creatures tries to reach into your coin purse. Uh, into my coin. Yep, into your coin purse, and take some coin. Uh, Not even being stealthy I, about it, just doing it.
1: I stop him.
3: Okay, I you, grab his hand. Okay, and what do you say?
1: Hey, what the heck do you think you're doing?
3: I'm um, just, 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 uh, uh, just checking something, and uh, he walks away and walks out the front door, no coin in his hand, and disappears. Unless you tried to stop him further. No,
1: as long as he didn't take my money. Okay, friendly
3: lot, aren't they? Uh, A a few people in the bar are kind of starting to take notice right now. Um, They're looking at you, um, uh, and you kind of hear some murmurs. You know, never didn't expect him to come into the drunken dwarf. You know, uh, this is an ill omen, but what? Yes, it is Thoradin's day, and. They just kind of... But they're still kind of drinking and being merry. This seems like a festive day.
4: Uh, I remember when I said I was new to these parts. I haven't quite heard the tale of those
3: derangers yet. Oh, you haven't heard the tale of them?
4: No, who are they? They, they, One of them smells like a big stinky boy.
3: Well, um... (laughs) You've... You're... One, wait, you're telling me you've never heard the tale of Thoridan's day?
4: No, I said, who are those strangers over there?
3: Aye, it's all tied in. One of our kind would know this tale. Oh,
4: oh yes, and I, I stroke my beard knowingly. Uh, some Sometimes my head gets a little garbled after all this drink, you know? <laughs> aye, aye, like... you must
3: be from one of the outlying cities. <laughs> Indeed. And uh, do you want to push any further or try and...
4: Yeah, can I do like a persuasion check maybe? Sure. To, or, yeah, would d- persuasion work better or deception to try and get him to tell me the story? Um,
3: Your choice, uh, depending on how what you want to say and how you want to say it.
4: I think I want to just try and play dumb.
3: Okay, so persuasion would probably work tell- better.
4: Okay. I got a 19.
3: And what are you trying to say?
4: Um, I I don't know what I'm saying specifically. I guess I'm just uh trying to act dumb, uh about who the people like, are. You're like, oh, to I've see had too pill. much
3: drink, but I really love the tale of Thorndon's Day. Could you like tell? Yeah, us? exactly. That kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah. they're like. Well, I guess or, or
4: like we like, how about we go in a round and we'll tell the story as you know, like, yeah, because there's a bunch of us yep. at this table. Okay, like, so all I'm right, gonna... you start and we'll go around the table and tell the story roll,
3: because you're in a on a round table. I'm going to roll a D five or we'll do a D six. Choose a number at the table. So it'll go one, two, three, four, five, six. You know how it goes around in a circle. Uh-huh. So pick a number for your position at the table.
4: Oh, well, I want to start it out as far away from me as possible, so I want to be number six, so I'm the last one
3: who has to talk. Okay, gotcha. So the person to the left of you you're talking to. Okay. Yeah. So they say, all right, well, uh, let's turn this into a drinking game. Uh, Ah. Tankers up. When it's your turn, you drink, then tell. And so the first one says, oh, great Thoradin, he came to us as a leader, and one day he will fall, and he drinks his tankard. And the next person goes, and it says, It is said that five will come to receive the mention of prophecy. And they down their tankard. And it goes to the next person that says, Thorin may fall, but we will live. And he downs his tankard. And it goes to the next person, and they say, And our great society will be thrown asunder. And they drink. The next person drinks. (laughs) And it comes to... But all is not lost because, and they drink, and then it comes to you,
4: <laughs> and then I jump up on the chair, okay, and I hoist my my tankard into the air, and I just yell, "Thorin's Day!" to the like entire bar,
3: <laughs> and the people at the table are like very confused, but the rest of the bar runs a triumphant Thorin's Day. And they all down their tankard. And I I just sit down at the table. And they're like, What in the hell was that? You messed up the best part!
4: Hello? Do you have anything to say for yourself? I'm just staring off into space.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Just staring off into space. And they're like, This one's had too much drink, but Thorn's Day! And they all down a tankard. Okay. Uh, but they all down a tankard and kind of sit back for a second, smiling, and then they look around and I was, they kind of...
4: I was really hoping that they were more drunk and that they were going to join in on that and just forget the fact that I didn't no, say No, and they,
3: they look happy, and then all of a sudden they kind of turn a little grim-faced. And they're like, well, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure working with you all these years. And uh, they look at the table that the rest of the party is sitting at, They down their tankards, the table gets up, and those people at the table leave. And so now, uh, son of Moradin, uh, Margaine is sitting alone at a table, and the rest of the party is sitting there after just partially being pickpocketed. So the rest of the party, you basically hear, Thorin's Day! And everybody cheers and drinks.
2: Um, Can I get up and go talk to the bartender?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, hi, I'm Utax. Yes, hello, Utax. I'm, um, I'm new here,
2: and Uh, uh, people don't seem to want to talk to me, but um, I was told bartenders will talk to anybody.
3: Friend, it's not that they don't (laughs) want to talk to you, it's that, I don't know, it's not for me to speak on.
2: Um, you, listen, I don't understand a lot of, um, things that people do, so, you can talk to me like you would talk to anyone else, but I. what's Thoradin's Day?
3: Thoradin's Day? It's the uh, great day of prophecy, celebrated every year. But what's the prophecy that's celebrated? Well, Thorin has been a great leader to us, and he looks at you and he says, This is not for me to say. Uh, a tear kind of wells up in his eye a little bit, and he pulls out a bottle Sets it in front of you, and he kind of looks at you, and like pours a little glass, and he's like, "I don't know if you can drink this, but it's on me."
2: Uh, I I turn to Poof. Uh, do, do you drink? I, do You like I, rocks? Do you like Do you like liquor? I, I don't know. I've never tried.
3: <laughs> do you want some?
2: <laughs> oh goodness! Sure. <laughs> what is it? What uh, is I, it? Um. I turn to the bartender. What What is it? I assume it's good he's crying this is uh
3: this is uh you haven't devi have you poured it on him yet, or uh, him, no or? I was
2: waiting uh, he asked what it was i don't you don't pour something in someone if they're curious what it is still
3: and he's like he's like this is a he's like this is a great old vintage of uh the finest dwarven fire whiskey by the way, that's one of the first times that you've heard the word dwarven used,
2: okay, I understood uh I think. None of those words. So do you want it?
3: Oh, sure. I'll try it. I, I pour it into Poof. Okay. Uh, Poof is kind of like a sponge, right? Mm-hmm. So Poof kind of swells up a little bit. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I don't feel so. And you just hear a belch and a gout of flame comes out of Poof in a certain direction. <laughs>
4: And then immediately, Margaine remembers the last line of the story, which was, A drunken beholder will end us all.
2: Yeah. (sighs) Okay. Oh, oh, all right. No, um, no alcohol. I don't like fire that much. It's pretty good, I guess. Um, okay. Well, thank you, um, for, I guess, thanks for the liquid.
5: And then I walk away. Has anyone noticed that Kyle has a pet drunk twice? But the uh, uh I
4: hope you I hope you know that in real life Kyle gets all of his pets drunk too.
2: Hey hey, I don't need PETA at my door.
3: So uh <laughs> so uh basically as you're turning around the uh um bartender says says, Name Sparrow Morecum. Remember me.
2: Um, I will always remember that you just said Morcom. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I appreciate that you were a sparrow and not another bird that would have been very dirty. Thanks.
3: So, um, people start kind of filing out of the bars. They start hearing a ru- ruckus in the streets. Okay. And you kind of hear okay. a, like, sound coming from outside as a bunch, of, like a bunch of people massing together.
2: Okay. Um, I'm gonna go outside because I, I feel like that's for us.
3: <laughs> yep. Okay.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna go outside too. So you go outside
3: and there's a massive crowd forming. Um, there's some guards in the center with the dwarf that um, attempted to pickpocket Scrag. I'm guessing everybody saw that. It was kind of obvious. Okay. I
4: I don't think I did.
3: Okay. So then you didn't see it, but also, Sean, else. I
4: wanna I wanna give you a stealth check. Okay to try and, like, Assassin's Creed blend into the background here. Okay. I want to be close to the party, but I want to kind of try and blend in since I'm still in Disguised. And I got a 26, or excuse me, a 24 on my stealth check.
3: Okay. Yeah, uh, you blend into the crowd very, very well. Okay? Um. So you get into the streets, and there is a stone out there, right? And uh, it's about one foot by one foot, and there is a dwarf bent over with his neck and head placed on top of it. And you hear a dwarf say, or a, one of these creatures say, By the orders of Thoradin, this man was caught stealing an apple. And the guards, like, look at the four that are standing there. Margain is obviously in the crowd. And he's like, For which he is sentenced to death. And the crowd goes, oh, and there's some sort of murmuring. And the guards, everybody just kind of turned to look at you guys.
2: Um, well, hi, I'm Utax.
3: Hello, Utex. We're going to execute this man for stealing an apple. That,
2: why?
5: Doesn't that seem a bit much? Well,
3: did, I don't know. It like, did, he took an apple. Is it a really nice apple? Nope, it's just a just a regular apple from Wonder Imagine trees. how much
4: an apple must must be worth down here.
3: <laughs> no, there's actually apple trees in this oh. like you've seen them around. What? Yeah, like remember how I said there's plants and stuff growing, there's these orbs of light flying above and there's plants yeah. from the surface world growing down here?
2: Oh, we've like legitimately seen like fruit trees. Yeah, and fruit shit?
3: trees oh, and fuck. flowers and shit like that. Yeah,
2: I, I assumed um, they were almost like small little hovering artificial
3: suns. So you had like a... That's the assumption you would oh, see, get I didn't, yeah. I,
2: I didn't I
4: didn't think of that for some reason. Yeah, that's that's, just that's the,
3: the assumption you would that's, get. That's,
2: oh
4: that's all right, well then I guess an apple is fucking cheap. What do I know? Yeah. Yeah. Um but this seems like a cultural difference, so we should probably just let them do their thing.
2: So,
3: but you said what I'm
4: leaning towards. But
3: one of you, one of you guys said, "Isn't that a little bit harsh?" Who said that? That was Aramel. Yeah,
4: but we don't ever listen to him. So, but but Aramel, you said that
3: out loud, right? Yep. Yep. And the guards say, "Well, I I guess you're right. You're free to go." And the crowd just just starts dispersing.
2: Um, what's, Wait. What what? are you
3: doing? What do you mean? We're.
2: I'm. I'm weird, and you guys are being (laughs) even weird for me. That's of no
3: That's matter. We have work to do. Uh, bye. And, like, they just kind of disperse. <sighs> the crowd begins to disperse.
5: Um, I'm confused. I don't get it. Yeah. They
0: they just stopped because of Aramel?
5: Is somebody trying to pull a prank on us?
4: Kind of seems like it. Wait, hold on. When he says that, I want to tell up path
5: to Aramel and say, it, it was probably Margaine. <laughs> I, like, this uh, sigh in my head. It's like, Margaine, get out of my head.
3: So, yeah, you guys are kind of just left in this town to continue doing what...
5: Um, do you... I guess we go
4: back to the tavern and get some HP.
2: Yeah, let's just... Yeah. Tavern, I guess? Sleep. All right, so we, we do that, then.
3: <sighs> okay, so you take the night. Anything else you guys want to do before you go to sleep? Things are very weird here, in case you haven't noticed.
4: I guess at some point, I sne- I change back into Margaine <laughs> before I
5: go to sleep. Okay. Uh, before I go to sleep, I'm going to stealthily explore the city on my broom. Okay. Does a 14 do anything?
3: You think you're stealthing. <laughs> so you're exploring the city on your broom thinking you're kind of being stealthy trying to hide it?
5: Yeah, I'm doing like the, the Pink Panther theme song while surfing on my broom. So as
3: you're doing it, um, you go to turn a corner in the city... And some uh, some guards are standing there and then they motion like down the street. Not to you, but like they're making some sort of motion. And as you cu- turn the corner down the street, um, you see a man coming out of a um, building that uh, is holding what appears to be a bag of gold. Like gold is kind of spilling out of it. And then across the street from it are some um, children dressed in, like, tattered clothing. And um, he runs and hands it to them. And he's immediately arrested. uh, No, he's not immediately arrested. He hands it to them. Some guards go running into the building that he came running out of. And then everybody looks up at you.
5: I wave down and it's like, hello. Hi. (laughs) Hi.
3: And then the guards come <laughs> walking out and say,
5: Someone robbed this
3: bank. Wasn't it that dude? <laughs> that guy right there? Standing in front yeah, of the he orphanage? Gave me the gold.
5: No, he didn't hand gold? it they didn't hand it to God. you.
3: He handed it to a bunch of like children of this race in like shabbanly clothes.
5: Oh. No, um I didn't see that. No. Didn't see anything. Right,
3: then. I guess we'll just look for him and the guards go trotting around the corner. Okay? And these children go into this building and the street's kind of just clear.
5: That was weird.
3: And that's yeah. the only weird thing that you see this evening.
5: Uh I just go back to I fly back to the tavern and go to sleep. Okay? Um thinking it's all normal. Yep.
3: So you guys have a long rest and uh yeah, you awaken into the city again. We're going to are we going to call that at this right here?
2: So yeah, we we wake we awake to start a new day in a weird test simulation environment. So, it's like an ethical training ground.
3: So, uh, yeah. It,
2: and we are all
5: failing.
3: So anyway, guys, uh, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Twitter at Tabletop Champs, or you can go to our website at TabletopChampions.com. You can follow me on Twitter at DM.
5: I'm at Funk. I'm at ElanondRPG.
1: I'm at the Void Man. The TheO is a Zero.
5: I'm at r p underscore g gamer
0: and I'm at nat twenty stuff
3: and anyway guys, until next week, Toodles bye 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 bye. bye. bye.